Welcome to our casting of Get Assigned. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Dan Connor, your Command Senior Enlisted Leader, Oregon. This podcast is an effort to provide our Oregon National Guard service members with a sign from me and the Adjutant General's Office before you step into the metaphoric batter's box. I plan to discuss with you the pressing issues that are upon our enlisted service, as well as my leadership perspective. I'll also conduct some interviews with our great citizen soldiers and airmen to help gain insight and share best practices. So turn up your listening device and join me for what I hope is an educational and valuable few minutes. Welcome to the 2022 season. Last year, I had the privilege of interviewing and some of our returning soldiers. I talked about our core values. I interviewed our ESGR uh, volunteers. I introduced us to some of our national and state enlisted leaders. We talked about suicide awareness. Uh, we, we interviewed some of the survivors. We talked to the IG. Uh, I also gave you some of my own leadership perspective. We're going to start off this season with uh, a history lesson. I have the uh, privilege of having the commander of our uh, Army band here, our Oregon National Guard Army band here, and his first sergeant. I'll start off with a little bit of the lesson. Uh, I'll give you some history as we uh, build up to it. Developed during the Revolutionary War, United States Army drill and ceremony became a necessary component of its legacy and future. Uh, Frederick Wilhelm Augustus von Steuben, chiefly known in America as Baron von Steuben, was an officer in the Persian Army and then a major, uh, major general in the Continental Army from 1778 to 1784. Baron von Steuben benefited from being a part of a special cadre trained by Frederick the Great of Persia and served as his aide-de-camp. He received a letter of inter- introduction from Benjamin Franklin and presented himself to Congress in Philadelphia. Shortly thereafter, he traveled to Valley Forge and was assigned as the temporary inspector general by Washington. Von Steuben saw everything that was lacking— Once his inspections were complete, he set about writing his regulations in the order and discipline of the troops, commonly known as the Blue Book. This manual was the foundation of discipline, drill, and ceremony for the U.S. Army. The manual established the military training and maneuvers that helped the Army become its premier fighting force that it is today. Drill and ceremony is about military bearing and how you conduct yourself in a military manner. It's a way for us to show honor and respect to someone ranging from heroic deeds to the burial of a military person who's passed away. Drill and ceremony is one of the first things soldiers learn when they enter the military. It helps develop pride and confidence in their actions, learning professionalism, and most importantly, it teaches them how to work as a team. Teamwork is essential on the battlefield, and drill and ceremony is just one way soldiers develop that skill. A key component to drill and ceremony is our Army Band. Today, I have the privilege of introducing to you our Oregon National Guard Army Band Commander, Chief Alexander and his first sergeant, First Sergeant Tasha Cruz. Welcome, both of you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. First off, can you give us a brief history or an introduction of your professional career? Uh, First Sergeant Cruz, we'll start with you. Yes, Chief, thanks. So I joined the Oregon Army National Guard in 1997. Uh, I was a high school student at the time. My high school band director was in the 234th Army Band, and Um, I was getting ready to go to college to be a music major, and he helped me know that this was a great way to be able to play my instrument, serve, and uh, get money for college. And so I did that. I've been in the band now for 
it'll be 25 years uh, next month, which is weird. Um, and then, uh, so I just kind of worked my way up through the band, and I've been a music educator most of that time. Um, I have taught elementary music primarily. And then in the last two years, um, I've been on orders in the casualty operations office, and so I've gotten to train soldiers and work with families, and it's been um, just a really rewarding rewarding job in the Guard. That's fantastic. Great introduction. Thank you. Uh, Chief Alexander, how about you? So, yeah, thank you. So, um, I enlisted in 2002 uh, while I was attending my undergraduate degree at Portland State University, and another band member approached me and said, hey, you should really come check this out. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. So I went and checked out the Army Band, and I'm like, this is what we do. This is, this is pretty awesome. And we serve our community doing this. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So lo and behold, I enlisted, and um, I've loved it ever since. It's been an awesome ride. Um, so in 2002, I uh, completed my undergraduate degree at Portland State, um, went on performing in the community while in, staying enlisted in the band. Um, I've been able to have have the opportunity to participate in some domestic operations. I was with part of the group of seven of us that went to Hurricane Katrina with the 41st Infantry Division, or excuse me, Brigade Combat Team at the time. And um, after that, I was selected to become the commander of the band in 2008 and succeed uh, uh, one of the state's former command chief warrant officers, Chief Powell. And I have been in command since um, 2008 for 14 years in I'll complete about 20 years of service this May. Um, I'm, aside from performing, I'm a music educator in the community. I've taught at Aloha High School, Westview High School, and I'm currently um, the associate director at West Salem High School. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, thanks. Hey, uh, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you participated in some domestic operations. I think a lot of times we don't recognize or realize that a soldier is a soldier first, and uh, in fact, uh, that's what you did. You went out and did some domestic ops, even though you're a, a band member, right? That's your real specialty, uh, uh, going out and providing uh, our community with the services that our soldiers do is exactly what you, you did as well. And that's, uh, that's perfect. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about the history. Let's give us a little history of the Ar Oregon Army National Guard Band. So um, the 234th Army Band, we've been around this state for over 100 years now. In 19, or 2019, we turned 100 did a whole celebration. It was awesome, a lot of fun. Um, before 1919, we've actually been alarmed a little bit longer and started off as the 162 Infantry Regimental Band. And so we have our lineage and history aligned with the 41st Brigade all the way back into the 162 Infantry. So we're, we're part of that tradition. Um, the unit was activated in World War II and participated in the Papua New Guinea, Luzon, and Philippine campaigns with the 41st Division, and the unit's been awarded the uh, Philippines uh, Presidential Unit Citation. And then after that, um, they've been supporting Oregon communities ever since. Um, we've had the opportunity over the years to perform with artists like Doc Severson, um, Thomas Lauderdale, Pink Martini, Reba McIntyre, uh, Oregon Symphony, uh, last year, we opened for Tracy Lawrence at the Cherry Festival, and um, we're just out in the communities all the time with our small ensembles, our large concert band, um, kind of trying to tell the story of the Oregon National Guard soldier and airman, and, and how they are embedded in their communities. Um, and it's a lot of fun to kind of help share that 
part with the with the community and that our culture. Yeah. Well, you touched a little bit about on the impact. Let's talk a little bit more about the impact. How is it that the Army Guard or the Army, uh, our Oregon Army National Guard band, how does that impact our soldiers and airmen? So um, we are there for MOBs and DMOBs. We kind of like to put our, what, how we missions, missions, community events in an order of preference. The most important thing we do for our soldiers and airmen is right now is supporting their mobilizations and demobilization ceremonies. And it's not just for those soldiers and airmen, it's also for their families to kind of make this a significant event, a memorable event um, where it's, you know, the guard's way, the army's way, the air force's way to kind of show that, hey, we, we appreciate, we value what you're doing for community, we value your sacrifices, and we're here to help take care of not only you, but your family as well. So it's really important. And then the next thing um, with change of command ceremonies is um, we're, like you mentioned in uh, Baron von Steuben, we're reinforcing military discipline, our, our best traditions and practices, drill and ceremony, and formalizing those functions and making them more meaningful that Hey, a change of command is a very significant event. You have a new leader coming in. We're there to kind of help welcome the new leader. Soldiers get to see them, have a little bit of face time with them maybe. And, you know, also for that commander, it becomes a very special thing for them as part of their career. Yeah. It's obviously a big part of morale. So it, it encourages morale. It encourages esprit de corps. I mean, all of those things are a big part of what you guys as, a, as our Oregon National Guard band provide. I know our, uh, our tag is very appreciative of the work that you guys all do. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about the primary mission. So you did touch a little bit about the primary mission. Uh, give us uh, maybe your, uh, you have a mission statement or what's the, what's the real primary mission? So the real primary mission is to, um, you know, instill in our forces the fight to will and win and spree to core and to um, tell the tell the story of the Guard, the Army, the Air Force, and, you know, really uh, put out the Adjutant General's strategic mission. We are, we are essentially the best version of soft power there is. Um, we can go places sometimes in uh, a country that, you know, other service members can't go. We can go there and break the ice diplomatically and get people talking. We can go into a community and just yeah, by having a concert, just relax some tensions. Wow, great point. That is something that I didn't even think of. So would you refer to that as soft? Soft power. Soft power. That's excellent. What a great term that many of us probably not heard um, and, and how you can execute that soft power. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the future. What does some of the future, what does the future have in store for you guys and what do we have uh, to look forward to? Uh, well, so it's good that you mentioned that, Chief, because obviously COVID has impacted everybody in multiple ways. Um, Mr. Alexander started talking about some of our missions, MOBs, DMOBs, changes of command. Um, we also really like to be in the communities um, as kind of the face of the Army. So a regular Oregonian might not know much about the National Guard, but then when we go out and play for them, they we can kind of tell the Army story. We haven't been doing a lot of that because there haven't been public performances. So we're hoping uh, in the coming our coming annual trainings, we'll get to get out more and do that. And also, we really are passionate about playing for soldiers. And so, you know, we were eager when you asked us to do this podcast to hopefully there's um, leaders out there, commanders who don't know about us, who don't know that Oregon has an army band and don't know that they can request us for different kinds of events, such as dining out, uh, MWR events, 
um, community outreach, recruiting. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways that we can help a company or a battalion to, um, like you say, the the Army Band mission, right? And still esprit de corps um, and really bring the tags message to our soldiers. And so we're hoping that we just get a little publicity and that people kind of know about us and can request us to perform. That's great. At some point, do you guys publish a schedule? So um, we try and publish a schedule on our, our Facebook page. When we have uh, engagements booked, we'll put something out that way. Uh, we'll coordinate with public affairs office and kind of um, do our media and put events out that way and be on the state's event listing. And, um, you know, the biggest thing with recruiting events, as First Sergeant mentioned, is like commanders. You know, we're the easiest way to get foot traffic to stop walking and talk to you because they will listen. So if you got a recruiting event, we want to help you fill those low-density vacancies especially and, and get and get your units plussed up. Excellent. I think uh, if people are listening, I think this is a, a great opportunity for them to start to reach out to you guys and, and utilize you as appropriate, which I think is uh, important. Um, how about uh, some some other uh, media-type uh, events? Do you have anything out on YouTube or anything that uh, folks can uh, maybe go out and view and listen to? So, yeah, we currently have a, a couple recordings out on the uh, Oregon National Guard Facebook page right now, some historical recordings. We've done um, a couple of Veterans Memorial Day things while we've been uh, closed down during the pandemic. We just shifted more to doing some recorded performances for that. We have a, um, a rendition that Sergeant Reno is singing of um, American Soldier in front of our very infamous tank up at Camp Withicum named Sad Sack. Yeah, yeah. We did a public health service march back in when, when uh, COVID, for, this was in 2020, and one of our members did a little quick arrangement to honor the public health service workers. And so we, we took their song, made a little at-home uh, everybody recorded their parts at home. We put it all together. So that's on our Facebook page. That's kind of another cool just sort of way that we adapted once we couldn't play together in person because it wasn't safe. Oh, great. Tell me what your Facebook page is. What's the title? Uh, 234th Army Band. Perfect. Easy to find then. Yes, very easy uh, to find. Excellent. Excellent. I look forward to going to look at it myself because I haven't, uh, but I will. Um, so in the very beginning, we talked a little bit about the soldiers being a soldier and, and still participating in things like domestic operations. Truly, that's how uh, we, the three of us here, got connected is that I was at Camp Atterbury and I got to meet a couple of your soldiers that were being recognized by their leadership teams and being uh, they were going to be coined by the adjutant general. And I had the uh, privilege to have lunch with them and they connected me up with you guys. But that's just a great example of a soldier being a soldier. Here they are part of the Army Band, but they're still out there doing the GOB as a, as a soldier. And they're at Camp Atterbury doing, you know, MP type work. Uh, and I don't know that everybody recognizes that, that you guys are still soldiers. You're, you're a part of our Army Band, which has obviously provided an important uh, mission and provides an important uh, impact to our soldiers and airmen. And, um, but still... You're out there doing the domestic ops just like the rest of our units are doing. So I, I think it's important that everyone understands that you you are part of this guard and you're, you're, you understand that you have multiple missions. And so uh, from, from me, for sure, and I'm sure from the rest, we appreciate that very much. Uh, anything else you'd like to share? So, um, yeah, Chief, there is uh, one other thing. It's just that our official title, we're Oregon's own 234th Army Band, believing we belong to the state. And actually, we are... We are the adjutant general's group as well. It's it's kind of an achievement when you when a general makes two stars, he gets his own band, and we are his band. So, well, just 
just on that, Chief, yeah. uh, I just want to say, yeah, we're we're super proud of Staff Sergeant Cloutier and Specialist Elrod, who deployed with the MPs. They volunteered. They're doing a great job. They're, you know, we, we miss them in the band, but we're really happy that they stepped up for that. And then with this latest Joint Task Force recovery, um, our entire unit was activated. So unless there were people with... Um, medical reasons not to be activated. Um, we've got a lot of people serving right now in the hospitals. And then in the last Joint Task Force reassurance, there were also many of our members who stepped up and, like you say, wanted to do their part. So there were soldiers, and this is what our community needed. And so um, people have been willing to serve and overall have been, um, I think, happy with their service. They've been even though it's a hard mission, they feel like they're um, they're doing a good job, and they feel pride in that, which is fantastic. Excellent, thank you, Sergeant Cruz. A great thing about the unit is is that not only are they stepping up that way, but some of them actually end up, you know, deciding that hey, I just want to be in the army now, and they actually have gone on become AGRs and other units. We have a former member who's a supply sergeant in the one eight six currently. Uh, deployed with them, and we hope to see him in the future as one of our future AGRs. Um, in terms of this round of domestic operations, you know, we have service members going back to Joint Task Force Assurance when this first started in COVID. And before that, we've actually had a couple members be on um, our NGRF teams. That's great. It's great to know. Hey, um, we're going to wrap this up just a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to first thank you for all of this, your service, uh, the service that you provide as Army band members and the service you provide just as soldiers, and we appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for being here, having the, this uh, opportunity to kind of educate our team on uh, what our Army band provides and, and the impact that you guys have on all of our uh, esprit de corps and morale. Uh, I hope that commanders get an opportunity now to listen to this. As they listen to this, they they reach out, and we start to use you guys even more. Uh, recruiting events, what a great idea, right? Another opportunity. Um, so, so, commanders, shameless plug, the easiest yeah. way to get a hold of us is email Sergeant First Class Joshua Yost. Uh, good one. All right, Joshua Yost. We'll make sure everyone hears that twice. There you go. <laughs> and thanks for plugging in our two soldiers that were down at Camp Atterbury that I got to meet. They were, they were fantastic soldiers. This is a real privilege for me to be here with you guys. And we'll, uh, with that, we'll wrap this up, and I'll close this book on this episode of Get a Sign. Thank you. In closing, I'd like to thank the Oregon National Guard Public Affairs Office producing this podcast. Never forget, every soldier, every airman, a leader. This is Chief Connor signing off.